You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. Jeff Weaver is a senior advisor to Bernie Sanders' 2020 presidential campaign. He's here with me in studio. We were talking about this a little bit earlier on Bloomberg Television. But how would President Bernie Sanders negotiate with China? Well, look, Kevin, you know, as we were discussing, you know, Bernie Sanders has been very critical of all of these uh, pro-corporate job-killing trade deals, uh, NAFTA, PNTR with China, uh, and the rest. Uh, But the difference is uh, Bernie Sanders unlike Donald Trump, would not go in there with a hand grenade. And that's what the president has really done. I mean, at a very base level, uh, you know, what your listeners should think, you know, does the Chinese really take Donald Trump seriously? I mean, come on. Uh, and, and it would be very different in a Bernie Sanders a White House. I mean, the goal, number one, is to make sure that we negotiate deals which do not bleed American jobs uh, and that do not uh, negatively infect, uh, impact uh, working people and the uh, environment. Uh, you know, that's job number one. But in terms of the deals we already have, Look, I do think we have to renegotiate a bunch of those deals. Bernie Sanders thinks we need to renegotiate a bunch of those deals. Uh, but you do it uh, in a a in a way that does not sort of blow everything up in the meantime. Jeff, when I was preparing for this show, I, I was really kept coming back to one of these questions that we hear so much in the chattering class here in Washington, you know, D.C. There's a lot of that chattering <laughs> in the chattering class. And it's at this point that President Donald Trump sort of upended the issue of trade policy in the Republican party and went against, so to speak, the Chamber of Commerce and and whatnot. He's using tariffs. The business community, the big business community uh, is against tariffs. Many Republicans have argued that the president needs to back off. What do you say to folks who would, would argue that, well, Senator Sanders might use tariffs, Senator Warren might use tariffs, and how does that factor into sort of this this shift that we've seen on, on trade policy amongst the two parties? Well, look, you know, American trade policy, you know, let's going back to at least the 1990s has, you know, has been driven by uh, the big money interests in this country. You know, Bill Clinton and the, the DLC, you know, uh, Democratic Leadership Council, also known as the Democrats for the leisure class in some circles, uh, you know, drove this sort of corporate friendly uh, trade policy, uh, which had a couple of bad uh, impacts, one of which was a decimated uh, industrial capacity in this country. And the other was it really shattered the Democratic Party and the traditional alliance between the party uh, and labor. And I think a lot of working people, you know, who had looked to the Democratic Party historically to protect their interests suddenly realized that you had an administration and you had a new set of priorities uh, that were not in line with them. And that cr- actually created the space for somebody, a demagogue like Trump, to come in uh, and uh, take a lot of votes away from the Democratic Party. Do you think, Jeff Weaver, senior advisor to Bernie Sanders' 2020 presidential campaign, do you think the U.S. is headed toward another economic recession? Well, look, I, you know, it seems to me that we're probably getting to the end. And I think a lot of 
Uh, folks in the financial uh, sector are saying this as well. We're probably getting uh, close to the end uh, of the Obama recovery, uh, now about to, about to enter the Trump recession potentially. And, you know, one of the uh, problems we've had in this country is that because so much of the uh, income, new income and wealth is going to the top, you know, the working people of this country and people living in marginalized communities are economically uh, very, very fragile. Uh, and so if we could create an economy, in fact, where more of the money went to the people at the bottom who, as we all know, spend it uh, almost immediately because they have so many uh, needs, uh, you know, I think we would create a much more stable economy in the long run. Right now, again, we end up in these booms and booms and bust cycles. You have so few people at the top with so much money, uh, and they all chase the latest uh, uh, balloon, economic balloon or economic bubble, uh, and that bubble always bursts. What's the difference, to stick with trade, what, what, what's the difference between how – President Joe Biden would negotiate with China and how President Sanders would negotiate with China. Well, I don't want to, like, I don't want to speak for Vice President Biden. I, you know, he has a record on trade. You know, he has said he's not, has no apologies for his vote on NAFTA, uh, quite shockingly. Uh, but look, the goal of negotiating with another country is to create uh, an agreement which is mutually beneficial, but not just in the aggregate, to make sure that it is mutually beneficial to a broad range of people in the country. And that includes uh, working people, farmers. You know, one of the problems with the Trump approach dealing with China uh, is, you know, he looks at it from a very xenophobic or nationalistic uh, point as opposed to looking about out, about how it impacts various sectors of the American population. So, you know, he has uh, this attack on China, but, you know, the farmers in Iowa and other places are really the ones that are getting caught in the crossfire because his eye is not on the ball of uh, helping uh, working people and small business people. You know, it's about advancing this sort of xenophobic agenda. Jeff Weaver's here. Coming up, we're going to talk Medicare for all. We're going to talk about the crowded field. He's a senior advisor to Senator Bernie Sanders' 2020 presidential campaign. But before all that, is this? we, we were talking a little bit about this, and I, I wanted to get another longer time. Is this Joe Biden's Democratic Party, Jeff Weaver? No, look, absolutely not. You know, the party has changed dramatically in the last uh, 20 years. The rank and file of the Democratic Party and democratically aligned independents uh, are moving in a much more progressive direction. I think we saw that in 2016. I think you're seeing it uh, now. Uh, And, you know, there is a sort of, you know, what I call the Democratic donor class, which still clings to the sort of 1990s, uh, you know, pro-corporatist viewpoint. Uh, but the vast majority of the party has moved on, frankly. Uh, and that is what we have got to do if we're going to beat Trump and move the country in a very different direction. All right, Jeff, stick here. We're going to talk about Medicare for all and, and a, a host of other issues coming up. Jeff Weaver's here. He's senior advisor to Bernie Sanders' 2020 presidential campaign. Download the Bloomberg Sound On podcast on Apple iTunes, Bloomberg.com, or by downloading the Bloomberg Business app. You can also find me on Radio.com, iHeartRadio, and Spotify along with Cardi B, who got an interview, everybody, with Senator Bernie Sanders. I'm Kevin Cirilli, not Cardi B. You're listening to Bloomberg 99.1. Success is more than a destination. It's a path you take one step at a time. It's dedication. It's fortitude. And it's the work, passion, and grit inside of us that comes before all recognition. That's what Stiefel has been doing for over 130 years, and it's why Stiefel is one of the fastest-growing wealth management firms in the country. And Stiefel goes beyond traditional wealth management to offer you a full suite of banking services, direct access to one of the industry's largest equity research franchises, and a leading middle market investment bank. Quietly, yet strategically, Stiefel has built a company and culture unlike any firm on Wall Street. 
Because success is the drive it takes to keep pushing. It's the passion to keep investing. It's the best of each of us made better by the best in all of us. And that is where success meets success. Find a financial advisor at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel, Nicholas & Company, Incorporated. Member SIPC and NYSE. This is Bloomberg Sound On with Kevin Cirilli on Bloomberg 99.1 and 105.7 FM HD2 Baltimore. Every day is a beautiful day in Washington, even if it's raining. I'm Kevin Cirilli, Chief Washington Correspondent for Bloomberg Television, Bloomberg Radio. We're talking all things 2020 with someone caught in the middle of it all. He's here in studio, Jeff Weaver. We are thrilled to have him. He's a senior advisor to Bernie Sanders' 2020 presidential campaign, was with the Bernie Sanders campaign last cycle as well. All right, let's talk Medicare for all. Sure, let's let's do it. Is Senator Kamala Harris's Medicare plan Medicare for all? No, absolutely not. Uh, You know, it is a a system that essentially relies on uh, private companies. Look, Medicare for all uh, is a concept which exists, of course, in Canada and other places uh, where you have a single uh, pool of uh, patients, which is everybody. Uh, You take out the private insurance companies, which creates a tremendous amount of uh, free money in the system, which allows you to extend coverage uh, to everybody. In fact, there's been a number of studies which show that you can extend a coverage to everybody, and the country as a whole will pay less than it pays now uh, with no co-payments, no deductibles, and complete freedom of choice of provider, which is something that most people in this country do not have. So on the issue of Medicare for all, just sticking with this, because this sure. is a fascinating issue, that your boss really carried the party with him and made it an issue, created the box that candidates are trying to check. On the issue of Medicare for all, the Biden campaign says, okay, well, if we have Medicare for all, what do you tell the union worker who's negotiating their health care? Are they going to lose their health care? Look, and let me say generally before we talk about unions, you know, anybody who has somewhat better health care than their neighbor and is afraid about, quote unquote, losing it, it's a little bit like the person who's in Economy Plus who paid an extra 19 bucks, and you come back and say, hey, I'm putting you in first class. And you're like, hey, I paid $19 for Economy <laughs> Plus. And you're like, you're going to go to first class. <laughs> uh, but on the union point specifically, you know, that's a very easy thing uh, to address. You know, what you do is, you know, unions and the companies negotiate. Uh, both of them do very exhaustive calculations of the overall value of the compensation package, which includes wages, health care, and other benefits. And all you have to do is require that if and when Medicare for, comes, uh, for all comes into place, uh, that you require the company to give that the savings that they realize uh, back to the uh, workers in other wages and benefits, which they can negotiate out with the individual unions in that case. So it's, you know, there is not, it's not a situation where these workers are going to lose some part of their compensation. You just require the companies to give it to them in other ways. And then at the end of the day, workers will have better health care and they'll have higher wages. So let's say the company the company doesn't increase the wages. What happens then? Well, look, I think, you know, I think that the approach that the senator has been uh, working on is one where you would create, let's call it a tax uh, advantage or a disadvantage for not doing it that's uh, sufficiently uh, heavy that the companies would, uh, would in fact, do it. I, I saw this on the Bloomberg Terminal that Senator Elizabeth Warren has embraced Sanders' Medicare for All. Uh, do you think that, that he's getting enough credit for, for his Medicare for All plan? Look, I, you know, actually, there's been a number of polls recently uh, among Democratic primary voters. And regardless of where voters are on the horse race, uh, in every one of those polls, Bernie Sanders is the most trusted uh, person on health care. 
uh, among Democratic primary voters. So, you know, this is an issue that voters know Bernie Sanders has led on for decades, frankly. Uh, they understand, you know, because they feel it every day, the excesses of the insurance company who tells them they can't have this procedure or that procedure, or that they have to see this doctor or that doctor, uh, or the pharmaceutical company uh, companies that are ripping them off uh, exorbitantly. Uh, people feel it in their everyday lives. They know Bernie Sanders stands with them and that he has been a leader on this particular issue. I got one more question on the horse race, sure. and then I want to add just a couple on, on policy. Everyone wants to know, everyone knows their friends, Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders. When is the truce break? There's no truce, quote unquote truce. <laughs> but I let guess, me, you know, true. I shouldn't have said truce. When does the goodwill end? Well, I don't think, look, they are friends, uh, in, in fact, uh, and there is a lot of goodwill between them. And, and, you know, what I think is going on right now is that there is a debate in the party you mentioned earlier is just Joe Biden's party. Uh, and I think that what we are seeing is a, a reckoning of the fact that it is not Joe Biden's party. It's not the corporatist wing of the Democratic Party's party. It's the progressive wing. And as we get closer to the actual date of voting, I think people will start to look at the individual candidates. But right now, uh, there's really a victory of the progressive wing over this sort of uh, withering, uh, uh, corporate failed corporatist wing of the party. And that's what you're seeing. That's what you saw in the second debate with Bernie Sanders, uh, with Elizabeth Warren's support defending the progressive agenda. Glass-Steagall, he bringing it back? Absolutely, 100%. Look, Why? Why is that important? But why is it important? It, look, we— People who do banking should do banking. People should do other things. Should do other things. Like we, I think we saw in the last recession, that the intertwined nature of uh, the financial services market uh, really cost this country a tremendous amount of money. Like it creates structural. It, it creates the ability for companies to create a, a systemic uh, collapse in this country, and we've got to stop that. All right, Jeff Weaver. So much to talk about. What about this? The last policy thing I want to ask you for folks who say, "How are you going to pay for free college for all?" What was the answer? Well, the free college for all one actually is quite easy to answer. Bernie Sanders has talked about uh, imposing a financial transactions tax, an anti-speculation tax, which is, you know, other countries have, uh, many other countries have, and that this would, in fact, provide um, enough money to do two things. One is to uh, create uh, tuition-free public colleges and universities and vocational schools, uh, and it would also allow uh, Bernie Sanders' administration to cancel all currently existing student debt. Final question. We're doing the lightning round, everybody, with Jeff Weaver, the senior advisor to Bernie Sanders' presidential campaign. He's been so generous with his time. If he's not in Iowa or New Hampshire, uh, he's been so generous with his time. But the final question that I have for you is uh, on the issue pertaining specifically to trade policy and specifically to the Green New Deal. And What do you say to a worker in a refinery or a worker in a coal mine? Who hears the Green New Deal, and maybe they're and maybe they're in a union, maybe they're progressive, or they decided between Donald Trump and Bernie Sanders in the last cycle. Those voters exist. What do you say to someone, one of those workers, who says, "Wait, this Green New Deal is going to shut down this refinery. This Green New Deal is going to cost me and my family my job. This Green New Deal could could cost coal miners and and, and really dramatically upend the way that that the town that I'm a part of, uh, uh, that is a part of me, uh, operates." Oh yeah, well that's a great question, and let me let me say this. I, you know, I hope everybody understands that Bernie Sanders does not believe that coal miners and refinery workers uh, are some kind of enemy here. Uh, but there is a a global crisis, and it in fact affects uh, the children and grandchildren of coal miners and refinery workers like everybody else. Uh, that's why it's called a Green New Deal, and the New Deal part of this is that we are going to ensure that people who work in those industries are not displaced. This is not about just giving folks job training. This is about ensuring the economic security of folks who currently work in industries 
uh, you know, that will play a much, much, much less part of our economy going forward. Jeff Weaver, thanks so much for coming in. Thanks for talking about all these issues. We hope to get your boss on eventually. Jeff Weaver, everybody, he's a senior advisor to Bernie Sanders' 2020 presidential campaign. Very much appreciate the time. Coming up, we pivot to foreign policy. Hagar Shamali is back. James Homan from The Washington Post is back. Download the Bloomberg Sound On podcast on Apple iTunes, Bloomberg.com, or by downloading the Bloomberg Business app. You can also find us on Radio.com, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. I'm Kevin Cirilli, Chief Washington Correspondent for Bloomberg Television, Bloomberg Radio, and you're listening to Bloomberg 99.1. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so up so many more doors. The show is called The, the Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal wherever you get your podcast, And watch on Bloomberg Originals, Bloomberg Television, or BTV+.